Hello and welcome to Filmy Ladies. I am Beth and Pitu is here. And for the first time on this series, I believe we are invoking Rabindranath Tagore. <laughs> it's a step up from always invoking Devanand. <laughs> We're getting classy around here. We are talking about two film adaptations of Tagore's 1895 short story, The Hungry Stones. I'm using its English title because I find the Bengali title very hard to get my brain around. It will come up. I apologize in advance. All my Bengali friends know I can't pronounce anything and they tolerate me anyway. I appreciate it. I apologize. Pitu has had a lesson. She's tried to teach me. We'll see what happens. The two film adaptations of the 1895 story are Kudito Pashan, the Bengali version from 1960. Uh, directed by Tapan Sinha, whose name I'm probably also mispronouncing. Again, I apologize. And Gulzar's 1990, Lakin. So we have some interesting pauses going on. Very different films made from the same source, which seems to be a theme that we're enjoying lately. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the short story first, because it is quite short. You read it. Yes. I and, tried to read it. Oh, okay. And I actually did read it just a few hours ago. So you didn't, I know you are a great reader. What happened that you did not finish it? By the time I read the fifth Methinks, I got very tired of it. <laughs> And I find that this happens a lot with like really old Indian writings that are written in a regional language that I don't speak and that they get translated into English. And I don't know if they're actually written in such a lumbering way or if it's just the translation that is the way it is. But I just can't get into it. I mean, I tried, but after reading the me thinks and the who thinks and the aforementions, I, I gave up. I was like, I can't do this. So okay. <laughs> I ate a hug and does bar I, ice cream instead. I mean, that's always approved by everyone <laughs> for every occasion. So I, if our protagonist had had more ice cream, he may have been a little happier. He would have been. Who's to say? <laughs> so for those who don't know the story, and if you've seen either film, that's not the same as the story because the story is quite different from, oh. I would say, especially from Lincoln, which we'll get into. But the basic gist, it's a story within a story. So we have a narrator frame. People have met someone on a train train platform and they're talking about this ridiculous story he spun them and at the end the person telling the story goes off to get on the first class compartment with an english man and our our indian i assume narrators are uh they're like that was hogwash and the other one's like no that was amazing and the fact that they don't agree about the story causes a rift in their friendship which is quite something i think but the basic gist is that a tax collector is sent to a rural area that has an abandoned Mughal palace and no one can spend more than three nights in the palace without losing their mind or dying, I think. Um, and that is what basically happens to our protagonists in both films. They they engage with ghosts in various ways and uh, mental, inst mental unhealth <laughs> follows. Um, the... Bengali one's a little shorter than the Hindi one. Um, there are various differences that we can get into, but the story the story is quite concise. It is on Project Gutenberg, which I will put in the um, show notes here so you can read it. I really liked it. I I'd read it about 10 years ago and I reread it just this afternoon and was like, woo, all engaged again. Um, you know, this is a news flash of like, wow, Tukor's a good writer. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, I really, I really enjoyed the story. And what I think both films don't get at that I think the story does a little bit more is the idea that these stones of the palace are hungry, mm -hmm. right? Like, I think that the title is so juicy in the story and I don't feel that either film version quite gets at that. They are successful at other things and they maybe weren't even trying to do that. So I don't really mean that as a critique of them or as a negative about them, but I do think the short story, the original source is a little spookier, ghostier, whatever than the others. Now, let me issue the following caveat. I've seen the Bengali one multiple times. I really, really love it. And I just saw the Hindi for the first time the other day. I could not for life of me find it with subtitles. So I did miss a lot from the Hindi version. Please just know that going in that my, my usual impairment of depending on subtitles was not even available to me because there were no subtitles. But the Bengali one we both watched was subtitled. Hurrah. Um, I want to start by asking you, Pitu, about 
what you thought of the Bengali one sort of just on its own standalone, because this was the first time you'd seen it. I really liked it. Um, So I like both movies, like, and of course I'm far more um, familiar with, because I've seen it multiple times and it's one of my favorite, like ghostly movies um, and just one of my favorite movies in general. Um, And Kudito Pashan was also really fun. Um, It was very spooky and eerie. I did wonder going in if it would be as engaging as Lakin is because Lakin benefits very greatly from being set in Rajasthan. (laughs) which we've spoken of before as being a very photogenic state yeah. and, you know, film being a visual medium. And also what could be spookier than like the desert, right? Um, I guess jungles would be as spooky, but Kuzito Pashan does not have that. So I was like, well, is it yeah. going to be as like visually appealing as Lakin is? I did not think it would be. And while I am still a little bit more partial to, you know, the sand dunes um, mm-hmm. and the, the sand storms in Lakin, I do think that the cinematography of Kuzito Pashan really managed to like pull me in because I loved all of, first of all, I like that it's in black and white because black and white yeah. just lends itself to horror or gothicness mm-hmm. and i also liked um the the ruins and the lattice work was really great it's the, so pretty the light and the shadow of the jungle yes. and everything in that one is spectacular yeah. and the print that we saw which i I think is the only one I've ever found available is terrible, right? There's a lot. Yeah. Of, this could be restored. Tommy Dan 55 got a new project oh. for you. <laughs> um, if this could be restored, I think it would really, a lot more people would watch it and know about it and all, but it is, yeah. it is, I wish that there were a more pretty print of it because it is, it is pretty damaged. It is you very, can, you can still tell it's beautiful. Yeah. But it's very pretty. It's very like eerie. It's very spooky. And of course, I mean, the person playing the tax collector is like amazing. Like he's fantastic. I was also worried about how I was going to find the ghost because I loved Dimple Kapadia in Lakin. And I was like, well, but actually did like the lady who played Mumtaz as well. So that worked out. Um, I love the music of Lakin, but then, and then I didn't think the music of Kudito Pashan was as good, but it did have some, you know, very good, like classical ragas and stuff like, hovering around in the palace. I was very unsure about where it's set though. It's clearly not set in Bengal because the postmaster says to him that I came to visit you because you're Bengali and blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't quite tell. I just assumed it was somewhere in North India. Um, yeah. But they it, that wasn't like clear, but I did enjoy it very, very much. It was very fun. Yeah. I, I was struck this time by the kind of there's Hindi in this film too, right? So yeah. they're mostly they're speaking Bengali, but not always. And then I I really, uh, the sort of international nature. Oh, so I didn't actually explain the story, did I? So the idea is 250 years before the story, which would be 1645, according to our chronology. Um, there's a, a Mughal prince who builds this palace, basically his palace of depravity and lust, we're told. And it's full of imprisoned, basically, women for his harem, um, more or less, um, mm. dancing girls of various kinds, whatever. Um, and the, the story is about specifically about one of them and her dismay at being, that's not the strong enough word. She's distressed. She's distraught. You know, this is her, her terror at being in this palace. And both the films kind of do different, they, they elaborate this in different ways. Mm-hmm. The Bengali one has, um, so the first time the tax collector, he decides to stay in the palace overnight. He cannot resist its lure. He has to stay there. Um, and I, I mean. Despite the madman screaming, yeah. go, it's a lie. So yeah, the film opens with a man screaming, it's a lie, go away, go away. And you're like, what's happening? I've seen this film at least three times before yesterday. And I jumped out of my skin every time he comes on the screen, right. even though I knew he was going to. He's very scary. And the, eventually we find out he is a person who did manage to survive staying in the palace, but at the cost of his sanity. So sanity. Um, so I, I just think that Sumitra Chatterjee is so good at- He's these, lovely. These kind of like quietly expressing- thoughtfulness of various kinds and like brooding in real life is super annoying but brooding in film when done by him is just gorgeous nobody broods like he does and you you absolutely believe that he can't resist this palace even though knowing 
it's haunted and kind of having a sort of jovial nature until he gets sucked in. And it's just, uh, you know, I, I totally buy him kind of following a ghostly lady around the palace at night and then waking up in a corner because he fell asleep or got conked on the head or whatever overnight. And yeah. he's like, where at? He doesn't even remember, you know, what happened. I love the scene where he's just like sitting in this like chair and he's just like, hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> he does that in a lot of his movies and I'm all for it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I completely lost it. Oh, wait, you, you didn't complete the story. Right. Because it's so, so the, so in the, in the short story, we're just about to hear what the horrible thing is that's happened to this young woman, but okay. then the, they're on the station platform and the connecting train comes and this man telling the story goes away. So we don't find out in the Bengali one, we get a flashback to someone from the Imperial palace going to buy this woman. And the man who goes to buy her is Sumitra Chatterjee, you mm -hmm. know, with his little Mughal mustache and finery on. Um, and then on their way back, they're in, Persia, I think, right? Or Afghanistan or somewhere. That's the other thing that was very confusing because they kept saying that they got her from the Arab lands, but I don't know right. what Arab lands is. And the way she's dressed and the way she speaks Hindi sounds very Afghan to me, but Afghanistan is not Arabia. So I, the, the film is very unclear on geography. West of, <laughs> west of India. Somewhere. <laughs> um, They're in, like there. She's from there. In, in the She's yeah, she's from Astan somewhere, not not yeah. Astan, a different Stan. In the in the Tagore story, uh, she's from Persia. Okay. Um, but so they they are then on the trip to take her back to this, you know, palace of depravity. And she and he form a bond with her telling him about where she was captured from and her life at home. Um, she wanders into the sea at one point because she's like, I don't, I don't want to live anymore. And he's like, come on, I'll take, you know, I'll, I'll help you. He drops her off at the palace. She's going to be educated by a poet at the palace. I believe it is. And then um, we see he tries to help her escape, but they are caught and their punishment, spoiler, 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 is that the emperor who is very much again underplayed but is one of these like soft spoken he's really psycho. bad baddies he's a psycho he's psycho he and made they, me shiver yeah they he says you know he says to the man you can you have to leave my kingdom but you can go wherever you want as long as you never come back and you're like oh okay and then she is going to be locked in a dungeon for the rest of her life and every morning someone will come in and whisper the name of her lover so that she never forgets yeah. And then he is strapped to his horse and the horse is sent off. So it's actually not quite as good as it seems. Um, yeah. It's horrible. And the emperor, and then the emperor says, um, I'm going to leave now. I have a weak heart. I shouldn't watch anyone suffer. I was like, Ooh. he's a bad daddy. <laughs> he, he was nasty. He's a nasty piece of work. So again, so if you've seen Lakin, and I assume more people listening to this have seen Lakin than have seen the Bengali one, um, it is quite different. And I look yeah. forward to hearing kind of what the details are in Lakin because I was, you know, kind of guessing at some of it. Um, I th One thing I really like about the Bengali one, they both have this to an extent. Bengali has it more, it's more pared down. It's a little more simplified or something in all kinds of ways. Mm -hmm. um, and that really, really worked with the kind of ghostiness to me. Um and I just, yeah, the black and white, the shadows, the the music is um, Ali Akbar Khan. So like, mm -hmm. oh, I have turned on this film just to listen to it before, like while doing right. other things to have the music going, because I love the music from it. There's a Kathak performance, which mm -hmm. um, one of our blog compatriots has written about um, with, with um, now I don't know anything about Kathak. I could not judge this performance at all. But as I've mentioned, Bengali films of this era don't really tend to do song and dance numbers. And this is one of the, Fairly few. few exceptions. And it's only got two people dancing, but it does have the live musicians and they're they're watching the ghost and the tax collector are watching a performance, which of course then evaporates and disappears and whatever. I feel like our ghost from this story and the ghost from Pahele could could kind of go into business together and, and yeah. 
wreak some real havoc slash get some really lovely relationships going if they wanted to. <laughs> they both, both the ghosts, um, so Mumtaz from um, Kudito Pashan and name, unnamed ghost from Paheli, um, they both have this kind of like mischievousness that I liked. Yeah. Like probably my favorite scene in Kudito Pashan was where, um, you know, the tax collector, he's just going for a jaunt and, you know, he's wearing his jodhpurs and everything and he's going across this meadow and his hat falls off and then there's just this kind of like la 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 kind of music and his hat keeps falling and he keeps trying to catch it and you hear some giggling and you don't see mm-hmm. anyone the assumption being that it's the ghost Mumtaz who's like playing with his hat mm-hmm. um, I just thought that was like so lighthearted and sweet and it was just like such a nice moment and then of course his hat falls near the near the water and he looks up and there's this horrible like mehel again and it's like ah that moment is over so yes I do think that the ghost from Kudito Pashan would become friends with the ghost from Paheli because they both have like a certain impishness um, to them whereas the ghost from Lakin does not Dimple is very much like a traumatized waif who is like stuck in that time period and has not been able to process her trauma. Will you go over kind of the basic of the plot of that one, especially as it differs from the others? Yeah. Oh, and you, so then you forgot to say how Kudito Pashan ends. Uh, yes, I did. So this Why is the flashback stuff. So this is the flashback stuff. And now yeah. he basically needs to like help her like gain salvation or whatever, right? Yes. What actually happens in the end? I don't remember. I saw it yesterday and I don't remember. I watched it today a few hours ago. I think we were both spellbound. It doesn't I think really end, resolve. It doesn't say. It doesn't yeah. resolve. I think in the end, it's just kind of like he sort of like makes his peace with it. Whereas with Lakin, there's a very sort of like definitive ending. Lakin feels more like a almost like a who done it or how done it to me. Yeah. Apart from especially being with eerie. the especially with the sort of well, you'll get to it, but like how people who appear in the flashback ghosty parts then turn out to be, we think, real. And I actually, in both of these, I really love that it's never completely clear what's real and what isn't. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I find that maddening, but in this, I I just bought it hook, line, and sinker. I thought it was beautifully, you know, unresolved and eerie and and kind of, there's a lot there about unknowing. And the fact that it's a tax collector who deals with like figures, facts, accounts. He's a bureaucrat. He's a bureaucrat, and yet he's instantly seduced by the sort of unknown historical, the like veil of history and ghosts and all this other stuff that has nothing to do with the rest of the life he leads as far as we know. Um, and again, it's kind of like Kishin and Ghost Kishin, right? Like yeah. an, account- an accountant again. Um, I found that very effective. And that's in the in the story as well. It's a tax collector in the story. So yeah. But I in, love that like, he again, also a- he picked up the pebble and he was like, just going to throw it. And then he sees the fountain with like the rose water and everything. And he's kind of like, wait, what? What is going I on? That. that was like and a like, really good moment too. The There's a lot of like slates of hand that are like very cool. And yeah, the way a pebble will shatter an image in the water, right? I feel like the water in the Bengali one sort of stands in a little bit the way the sand does, although not exactly. So it was maddening to me that the one movie I've ever seen about someone who works in a museum in Hindi cinema does not have subtitles for me. The good thing is you're not missing a whole lot from the museum-y point of view because I yeah. I promise that if I if there was like a very interesting like museum-y dialogue or conversation that I would immediately like translate it and send it to him to make him feel better. But you didn't actually miss that because none of his conversations were museum-y. Okay, so Lakin is a little bit different. Um, it, story-wise, not completely, but so um, so it starts with uh, Samir Niyogi, the character played by Vinod Khanna, who is not a tax collector. He works for a museum. So he works for the government, I think. And the government, his boss basically sends him to this like abandoned, falling apart ruin in Rajasthan in like a tiny little village. And he said that we're basically like this place is like dilapidated, but there might still be some artwork over there that's worth like salvaging. And we don't want it to get like all destroyed and everything. So he they basically want him to go and determine what's worth salvaging and what's worth 
leaving to the elements and just kind of like survey the area. So he's like, fine. So then they send him by train to this little village. And on the train, he meets this waif-like person who won't say much, but has these gigantic eyes and just looks very like little match girlish. And that is, of course, Dimple Kabaria. And he has like a few conversations with her, but she won't talk. Same like in Kudito Pasha. And he's trying to get her to talk and he's trying to converse with her. And she's just quite like recalcitrant and then um he gets to rajasthan and he finds that there's a bunch of like um Banjare, like tribals who've been squatting in the premises of the palace and they're like spoiling everything. And he yells at Dimple Kapadia because she's like cooking something over there and all the smoke is like spoiling the marble or the sandstone. And he gets mad at her and she's like, okay, I'm so sorry. And then she takes him inside the palace and she's like, look, there's all these people used to be here. Don't you remember? And he's like, uh, no. But then he starts seeing them and like he panics and he's like, what the hell is happening? And so Vinod Khanna's character is different but also similar from Sumitra Mukherjee's character because that guy is a tax collector this guy is a museum uh, worker or specialist or whatever but they're both men of not quite science necessarily but at least men belonging to the mundane and they're catalogers basically right, right? they are right taking stock of things and measuring exactly and describing and yeah he's doing the they're like the kind data of less, analysts the in less a way. fun part of museum work in my opinion <laughs> right like they're like they're part of the mundane and the everyday mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. cataloging and all of that stuff and then suddenly they're thrust into the magical and the mysterious and they don't know what to do with themselves without losing their mind um and where Sumitra Mukherjee has this very like boyish impish charm i don't know how old he was when he did this movie but he looks so young well 25. and he looks it he looks young third, and darling it's his um, third film he's done um upper sensor he's done right. davy and then this right wow yeah, yeah. And he looks it he looks yeah. young he looks like he has like stars in his eyes kind yeah. of he has this <laughs> innocence on his face every yeah. time he sees Mumtaz's uh, uh, face like lights up which was so enduring to see where yeah. Samir's character is like middle-aged yeah. he's this middle-aged dude and he wants to do his job and he's he plays it in exactly the way that you would imagine Renaud Khanna would play even a museum worker where he's very like he wants things done right now <laughs> he will brook no opposition and you will do it exactly how he tells you to because he's going to be grumpy if you don't so he plays it in that sort of like brawny way that you assume Renaud Khanna would by the way I want to say I wish we talked about Lakin when we did our episode on actors playing against type. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. who would have cast Vinod Khanna as a museum worker? Who would have cast Dimple Kapadia as like a ghost? And who would have cast Amjad Khan as the avuncular, amiable friend? You're right. They're all three. She is the one who all struck me. -turvy. She struck me in particular because I, what I've seen her in so far, she is contemporary to when the film is being made and well with the exception of ajuba which is you know who knows when um she is glamorous in some way or other even if she's a police officer she's pretty glamorous you know um so to see confident a, yeah to see her as a soft-spoken kind of wafy i'm gonna has i hesitate with this word but it came to my sort of victimy yeah, kind of person was was really different for me. Now I've not seen a ton of her films, but still, yeah, that was very much for me against type. Yeah, it was very right. much like I have no idea who did the casting for this film, but it's like they deserve an award because I would not have cast any of these people in any of these roles, and yet it really works. Yeah. So anyway, so that's his job to do those things, and this is where it's similar to Kudita Bashan in that, you know, the real and the the mythical or supernatural starts uh, blending together and he does the same exact thing that this guy does which he goes and stays in the place that he has been warned not to Amjad Khan is his friend and Amjad Khan so in Kuzito Pashan the person who is kind of like the voice of reason there's two people there's yeah. um, I think his name was Hakim Khan or Kareem Something Khan. Like Kareem, Kareem Khan. Khan. I, think, yeah. I think Kareem Khan is the guy who is sort of like the day-to-day -day manager of this like old ruin or estate or whatever. And, and then the there's the office, postmaster. Yeah. 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 And then there's the postmaster who just befriends him because he happens to be Bengali. And These that, two people. And that postmaster is, by the way, played by Chabi Biswas, who is like Bengali uncle extraordinaire. <sighs> he's an amazing actor. You see him and he's in Devi. He's the dad in Devi. Right. Um, so he's in, you know, he's in everything and he's 
not used a whole lot in this, but I thought, I'm not sure if I would say he was against type that I know of. I may not be well-versed enough in his movies, but he's definitely not playing stern patriarch, which he often does. Uh, he's like, yeah, avuncular. Oh my God, yeah. Bengali. And he honestly- Come and like, eat fish curry. <laughs> I was like, do you got, you're playing to stereotype real hard here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But in in so they're the ones who keep warning him like you shouldn't stay there it's haunted no, nothing good has ever happened to anybody who lived over here and he doesn't listen to them of course because if he listened to them we wouldn't have a movie and then in Lakin it's Amjad Khan who is his friend who is who lives in the vicinity and he's in charge of like the police or whatever although you never see him in uniform and you never see him working but he oh. basically keeps telling him I have a big house why don't you just come and stay with me don't stay in that place it's really bad and Vinod Khanna is like nope I'm gonna stay there um and so then the movie's kind of conversion there it's the same sort of thing that's going on what to me was the biggest difference between them was that so in Lakin, when you have the flashback and everything, the king who lives over there is actually not some like super depraved person who does this on the regular where he like gets people to go to like do sex trafficking, basically. It's not something he regularly does, one assumes, but he is a terrible person. It's more like he falls falls in love and is attracted to the characters of Hema Malini and Dipul Kapadia, who are the, the young singers slash dancers who are being trained by their Ustad. And he decides to basically rape them. And when the Ustad played by Loknath, discovers his evil ways, he is imprisoned and he tells the two girls that they need to escape, but there is no love angle there. So mm. the Ustad says, you know, I'm too old and also I'm in a dungeon. But he says to one of his like um, acquaintances slash workers, whose name is Mehru, mm -hmm. and he says to this person that, the, you know, the king might try to kill you or whatever, but you need to save these girls. So in the middle of the night, take two camels and escape. And because he gives him like he, he makes him wow on the Quran. And so therefore, Mehru is not able to say no, although one presumes he doesn't want to get involved in any of this shit, yeah. right? But he's like, okay, fine. So he tries to help them escape. The camel that's in the front, which is being ridden by Himamalini, manages to make it through the sandstorm and get to the other end to safety. But the camel that um, Dimple Kapadia is on and that Mehru is leading, that camel goes into hashtag grumpy camel mode and decides it doesn't want to have anything to do with the sandstorm. And it just sits and it's like, nope in budget and that was the one time i wanted to tell the grumpy camel not to be grumpy and to actually grumpy do his job go. i know but grumpy camel was like no it was not having it so dimple kapadia actually perishes in the sand she never makes it across the desert and so does mehru mehru dies as well so neither of them make it across the desert meanwhile hima malni uh, her character goes to the other end eventually gets married has a child and she never finds out what happened to her sister meanwhile the king is long dead and so Vinod Khanna's character today um, as Samir, the museum worker, is a reincarnation of Mehru. And fate has brought him back to this place. And Reva, the ghost, recognizes him as the person who was supposed to help her escape, but he, mm -hmm. he couldn't because he died as well. So she is kind of looking to him for help. And when he everything, all the flashbacks comes together and he realizes it, he decides I have to help her. And he actually helps her kind of like, one assumes go towards the light or whatever. Again, it's like yeah. a little bit open-ended. Where Kudusha Pasha is very different is that Samitra, his character was actually a terrible, horrible person yes. who helped his king do these horrible sex trafficking things. And one wonders why he even chose to help Mumtaz's character. It could be that his conscience suddenly came awake. It could also just be that he's willing to help her because he has a crush on her. I but think it's if kind it was some other woman, yeah. yeah. So he's clearly a very awful character. Mm -hmm. And when I re realized, I was like, wait a minute, the dude at like the slave auction or whatever, that's him. I was so angry and mad. And I was like, what the heck, man? I expected better than you, better from you. And that was a big shocker for me because yeah. that's not how it is in Lakin. Um, and I assume but we're I liked to, it. to view that that is an incarnation angle as well, but it's mm -hmm. not clear, I don't think. But I think that that would be the assumption. And that is not in the Tagore story. There is no... Okay. We don't get that far in the Tagore story about the... the what the, the, the on the ground trafficker, we don't, we don't hear about him. Right. So. Yeah. And there's no like 
trafficking or anything like that in Lakin. In Lakin, Mehru is as much a victim as Reva is, as everyone else is, to the machinations of this king. And in Purito Pashan, Samitra's character is also one of the people that props up this horrible king and yeah. his rulership and like feeds into it. And he should be haunted by the ghosts, right? Yeah, like he absolutely if, if should be. the reincarnation of the bad guy from the past, then he deserves to be haunted. Right. And in, and in Lakin, the, the amount of years obviously is much, much shorter. It's a generation right. and a half or something like that, yeah. basically. Let me ask a question about the casting. So when we see the flashbacks, Dimple's character is played by a different actor who's much younger. It's a girl. A child, yeah. Maybe, what, 15, 16 at the most, I would say. So that adds to the horror of what the of what the, the king so is. So the, the king, um, played by Vijendra Ghatge in Lakin, says that he's going to lock up the Ustad, he's going to lock up uh, the little girl until she achieves puberty, and then he's going to take advantage oh, of her. So she's like yeah. 12 or something. Yeah. <laughs> So, so she's basically just jailed. That's why there's that song, I'm waiting from, for an eternity. Mm-hmm. No one has come my way. Like mm-hmm. she's just waiting to be rescued because she's basically a child and she has no power. She has no agency. She has no voice. She's truly helpless. And the one person who was supposed to help her cross the sandstorm died with her and couldn't help her because of hashtag grumpy ramel. So it's just all around very tragic where I think in Kudito Pashan, there is at least some levity and there is at least some, there is also that romance angle between um, the, the old person working for the king slash tax collector with the ghost. Whereas here, there's no, I don't think there's any romantic angle whatsoever between the museum worker and Dimples. I mean, maybe there's like a little bit of attraction, but oh, you don't, not really. I, so again, unencumbered by understanding what the words were. <laughs> I I felt like he was in love with her, but then maybe I was also projecting from the Bengali one. So to me, it's, it seemed like he it's, was. It, I think it's kind of implied that he has an attraction to her. Although, does he really love her or is he just like feeling protective towards her? Does he just feel really bad towards her? I don't know. And those know. are very muddied, especially with yeah heterosexual relationships, right? It's like very I kind save of her like, is the same as I love her, which is, ugh, but. Right. And then also the way she looks at him, but I think the way Dimple plays her, I don't think she's in love with him at all. I think she just wants to get the hell out. She just wants to be saved. So when you know? she finds him on the train, in mm-hmm. the beginning, when they first see each other. Are we supposed to understand that she recognized him instantly as the reincarnation? Of- That's what I assumed. Okay. That was my assumption. So my assumption was that she is a ghost is just like languishing and waiting. Everybody has moved on. The king is dead. The Assad is dead. Her sister is God knows where. Meru is dead. Everybody is dead. She's completely left alone. She doesn't know what to do. She doesn't know where she belongs. And then one day after an eternity, this dude just shows up at a train station. She's like, oh my God, it's him. It's him. It's Meru. He's supposed to help me. And so she keeps like being around him without saying anything, but she keeps showing him things. She's like, remember this happened? Remember that happened? And he's like, yeah. So she keeps like jogging his memory and showing him things to make him remember. So I just, I I just thought that was so like sad, you know, like, go ahead. Like a little child that's like, you know, doing this to their mom. And they're like, do you see that? Do you like, you know, there was like, it just made me sad. I love in the Bengali one that the ghost does not speak for the longest of time. And the music is, is score. It's not her performing a song, right. performing a song. So she's wordless for the most of this film, which adds to the creepy, I think. Yeah, I think it's so. It's really interesting. So I was just kind of thinking about how Lakin falls into the category of films about reincarnation, where it's not the same actor which is an right. interesting subset of reincarnation film. Yes. Um, and I always think that's interesting when that happens, because obviously it's easier to cast the same person. Like uh, Cars, where you have Raj Kiran and then you have Rishi Kapoor. And the first time I saw Cars, I was so confused. <laughs> Even though I had subtitles, I was like, that's not the same guy, but, but it is the same yeah. guy. Okay. <laughs> um, why do you think they decided to age up the char- the the Dimple's character? I yeah. think the assumption is 
I actually don't know. Because she, she hasn't was, aged as much as her she sister. she died in the sandstorm. Yeah. So the ghost I don't know. of her is not what she was like when she died, nor is she what she would look like now had she lived. It's somewhere I in think, between. I think it was something like they decided to escape because she had finally reached puberty. So it was like, now she's in imminent danger, if I'm not mistaken. So, so that's the, why she would be older. Although so when the they escape, who plays? does not look 15. I'm not sure. But also there is another contradiction in Lakin, huh. by the way. And no. that contradiction is at the end, when uh, Vinod Khanna reaches the Ustad's house and Hima Malini's house, the girl who opens the door is Reva. And that girl is Hima Malini's daughter. Right. And apparently that sister. girl is a reincarnation of that Reva. But the thing is, you can't be reincarnated as a flesh and blood human being Reva and also coexist as ghost Reva at the same time. And yet that is what Lakin implies. Because I mm. thought for the longest time, since I've seen Lakin many times, I thought for the longest time that Himalini, okay, so she survived, she gets married, she has a child. And in memory of her dearly missing sister, she names her biological child Reva as a memory. But when I did a deep dive on the internet where I was looking up, you know, in fact, I found Amrita's blog from 2010, yeah, yeah. where one of the comments was mine and I sent it to you and I was like, look, it's Amrita's blog. Um, there, she mentions that too. So like a lot of people mentioned on the internet where they were like, well, she is actually a reincarnation of that Reva. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what? How is that possible? So I'm not sure. That's not what I assumed. And I the just dad is was, still alive too. Yeah. The Ustad. Yeah. But then he dies when Vinod Khanna meets him. It's almost right. like he's hanging on. Just it's I feel like whenever I think of Lakin, I feel like this notion of like time has stood still. Yeah. Because to Reva, the world moved on, but she couldn't, which is the whole concept of being a ghost that is yeah. stuck on earth, really, an inability to move on. Hema Mani's character could not move on either. I mean. Uh, but for all practical purposes, yes, but like not emotionally because she still wonders and I'm sure she has survivor's guilt. I mm -hmm. lived and yet my younger sister died. So she has some survivor's guilt as well. The Ustad also has survivor's guilt because he's like, did Mehru just never come? Did he not yeah. try? Did he not even try to save yeah. her? I told him to. So in some ways, Mehru, now Vinod Khanna, also needs to prove to the Istad, I did try. It's mm. just we died. I, it wasn't intentional. Our bodies were buried by the sands, but I did try. It wasn't my fault. I did everything I could. So he also needs, like, it's like everyone needs closure in Lakin. I thought that was interesting that the ghost, sa Reva saves him too, right? Mm -hmm. In a sandstorm at the end, which was, yeah. um, God, that looked like that would have been hard to film. It looked yeah. awful, awful. Like Corvin O'Connor. He was apparently like shot on location. Through. Yeah. I mean, it just it, uh, it looks miserable. It's yeah. falling through the sand and everything. I took a lot of screenshots of Vinod Khanna in his white, tight white trousers. And he's on the camel. And then he's hot. So he takes his shirt off. And then he puts the shirt around his head. And then I don't know what happens to the camel. And then he's just like trudging through the sand. Honestly, like, had they already done the synthol ads by that point? Because that seems like they're recreating that famous ad of him on the horse, but on the camel yeah. with a much less desirable climate. Um, why is he wearing Jichandra loafers in this film? He's also wearing white. Yeah, he's wearing all white in one scene. And I was like, what is happening to Jitendra? Like maybe, maybe they had a bet and he lost. That's what I like to imagine. And like, what, you know, go out in the sand in your loafers? Like, no, man, that makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> he's a bureaucrat. He's not very practical. <laughs> he's a paper pusher, Beth. <laughs> None of these men are very practical. I love that in movies, no one ever makes practical, sensible choices. No one. Wait, the wait, people who say the practical things are the boring ones. <laughs> yeah, they're the parents or whatever who are just kind of like... They're like party poopers. Yeah. They're like, don't do this. Don't stay there. Don't talk to that person. Wear the stavis. And the hero's like, nah. I'm going to go get killed. I took a screenshot of Kurira Pasha and poor Kareem Khan. Kareem Khan is like so over the yeah. tax collector. He practically just goes, oh, 
every time another one is falling prey to this castle or this palace why do we not just tear it down i don't know but well he says that in one scene he says if i had all the money in the world i would buy this place and so mr looks at him and then he goes and then i would completely destroy it every single stone would be destroyed like kareem khan has very strong feelings about this palace he does and i don't blame him i find it very interesting that you said like because I didn't think about it earlier, but you said that the Tagore story is called Hungry Stones, which to me implies that there is something malicious and malevolent about yes. that building or that construction itself. But but there is no such, um, there, there, that just isn't the thing in either of these two movies. Here, it's just the people who live there that were, that were bad. The kings in both films were bad. But yeah. I must feel like someone needs to make another movie where it's about a really bad, with it's the place that's bad. Right. Although he, I get, at least in, in Kudito Bashan, the, this guy built the palace. So I guess yes. it's imbued with his nastiness. Whatever. Now, is that true in Lincoln as well? Did this particular ruler build? Nope. The, the particular is, right? he's actually the younger brother, the king. Yeah. So the older king, I mean, the actual king or whatever, um, he gets a lot of money and whatever title or whatever from the British. And so he actually moves to Britain and marries like an English woman and settles there. So then the palace is uh, passed on to his younger brother who becomes the king. And he is um, a very bad sort. And he's just like wants to spend money and he's very extravagant and doesn't want to rule. And he's just he's basically just like this complete hedonist and person of very bad inclinations. Yeah. Um, and he basically is just running this whole place into the ground. Um, so, yeah. I really like the idea of the title of Lincoln. Like, I think that works super well for, yeah. the, you know, what a great concept i mean again newsflash gulzar is a good writer <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i really but. i really yeah that's so i mean that's so enticing you know and you it is ellipsis, like of course i want to know what happens next i'm just as bad as the as the bureaucrat like, yeah. tell, I, I know yeah tell me tell me tell me how does this end <laughs> i wouldn't say as bad as the bureaucrat the thing is i am that evil friend that would give bad advice and encourage the bureaucrat to make bad decisions for my own entertainment so I can find out what happens, but I'm not putting myself in the danger zone. Because <laughs> like people like Kareem Khan are good people and Amjad yes. Khan, are like they're good people. They don't want the stupid protagonist to get into trouble. But if the stupid protagonist doesn't get into trouble, there's no entertainment for us. So I would just be the evil person that pushes them and encourages them into trouble. I mean, I think it's interesting that the story could have just as easily been that for some reason he has to stay in the palace, right? Like, right. It's the only place around or whatever, right? Which is that, essentially how every Ramsey brother movie begins that right. there's a big storm and this terrible haunted guest house is the only place, unless you want to camp out in the woods, right. which no thank you. So, and that's, you know, here we have someone who, is given sensible alternatives and won't take them is compelled to do something else, which just ups the, you know, and it ups the sense of how driven, how illogical, and he knows it's illogical, but he does it anyway, because he is compelled by ghosty lady. Right. (laughs) Um, I love in, in Kurito Pashan, one of the things I love is that at the end, uh, Mumtaz, is that her name? Mumtaz? Yeah. In the movie, her um, character is um as you know he is bundled off on the horse tied to a horse and sent running and she is being imprisoned and she's fighting as hard as she can she is screaming about her own fate she is not screaming for the fate of her lover because yeah. actually it's not super clear what they're what i mean like he's besotted with her but i'm not sure like yeah. you know i i'm willing to believe she was just using him to try to get out yeah. she also tries to to stab somebody when in the we see her with one of those curved daggers and she yeah. uses it um i really i hadn't noticed that before and i really loved it this time that she is she don't care she's trying to save herself and good for her <laughs> she gave me nadira vibes actually yeah yeah i was very like this is very nadira and I'm yeah. remembering that the end of that one now he goes, he kind of wakes up and the ghost is helping him. I think it's the ghost who's kind of like, you know, wiping his fevered brow or whatever. And then right. he goes back and he stands at the palace and he's just looking at it. And then it's, oh, yeah. he looks quite right. resigned and sad and then it's over. So it's kind of a like, 
okay, he at least knows what happened, but he can't, he knows he can't do anything about it at that point, I think. Which at that point, one even wonders if it was just a fever dream. Right. The whole thing could have been a fever dream for sure. Yeah. Where I think in Lakin, it's more sort of rooted in reality because there's a lot of other people in Lakin and there are right. Jeeps and there are things happening and there are bosses and there are reports that have to be filed. Lakin is much more like modern because it's filmed in 1991 or 1990. And so it's much more like, you know, non, non-eerie in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet we have an Okana making piss poor decisions. Well, that some of those people are real people who still exist, obviously helps, helps with that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Do both- you, um, what other movie can you think of where it's like, cause I'm still like intrigued by this whole hungry stones idea. I mean, one of the houses that I really love in literature is uh, Satie's house from Great Expectations, where Miss Havisham lives. But I don't think Miss Havisham behaves the way she does in part because of Satie's house. Satie's house is right. just a reflection of her own like mania or whatever. Is do you know any movie? I'm sure there's so many like this. Do you know any movie where the house itself is so malevolent? I mean, I I am a scaredy cat. I don't really watch mm. horror, so you would you would know bet much better than I. But there must be right. There must be some yeah, like American horror story that are and stuff. More evil. Yeah, and it's a great. Um, I mean, house as character would be a fun thing to do. And I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure people have done it. We're just not thinking of it. But um, you know, so for example. Maybe this is too on the nose, but the idea of, you know, I kept waiting the first time I saw this movie for a a, a piece of stone from a turret or a, or a balustrade or whatever to fall off and like near miss our hero. That, that would be very happens. enjoyable. That never be extremely happens. Extremely enjoyable. I think that happens in Mehel. I think you're right. Yeah, which is very enjoyable. I love it when there's like near misses and people look up and they're like, what the heck? And I'm like, yeah, the building is trying to kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Better get out. Mm-hmm. Or when you have the, you know, like a deep a voice coming from within the house that seems to be speaking as the house and not just yeah. people and inhabitants of the house. But yeah, and can a, can a house be, I mean, we certainly have movies where a home is the target of everyone's affection and their goal Mm. that they're trying to like save it or inherit it or fix it up or whatever. Right. Focal point. It's really the focal point. It's really the objective of everybody. Um, So why not have a villainous house too, when you can have sort of a a worthy house, have an evil house, you know, that would be so great. Just an evil house. I'm going to, I'm going to go on like a Google, like there I'm going to go on be. a rabbit hole once we're done with this, like recording. Cause like, I want to know about the, like the evil houses. And if any of our listeners know about any Indian films that have evil houses, we would love to know about it because so that would be great. Yeah. Um, so like, could you like, get reincarnated as a house, you know, and then the house oh my gosh. Is evil? that would be so cool. Well, like, you know, in that movie, everything, everywhere, all at once, where in one of the realities in one of the universes, they're both rocks. <laughs> right. Maybe it could be like that. Like you could be a house. So if you were a house, Beth, what house would you be? Oh gosh. And I'd love- Like if Beth was reincarnated as a house. As a house. Oh golly. I mean, so, you know, I'm from the Midwest of the US. I grew up surrounded by beautiful Victorian houses. Mm. I would love to be a painted lady Victorian house. Oh yeah. Now, I don't know if that's actually- my persona or whatever. I don't know if that's the right match, but that comes to mind as a house that I would enjoy being, I think. How about you? Um, I actually don't know. I think I would like to be like a, a surprising house. Like, you know, those houses that you look at them from the outside and they look perfectly normal. And then you go inside and there are all these like weird lanes and you press a button, but it's like a bookcase. And then behind it, there's like an actual hidden room. I love those kind of houses. Like anytime you go to like Europe or whatever, and you visit like some random Duke's castle yeah. or something there's always yeah. like hidden basements and hidden things and you're like, an agatha you know, christie country house is what you are that is what i am yes when you 100 think years like... old full of weird things yeah <laughs> yeah i'm gonna get that on a t-shirt i'm a couple hundred years old and full of weird things hashtag i am weird 
<laughs> Press a button and fun. see what see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a joke a joker quick. Ah! Um, so why is it bad that even though you are a scary cat and you don't particularly like horror movies, that you enjoy Kudito Pashan and I assume you enjoyed Lakin? Because oh, they I are did horror. En- I did enjoy Lakin. I I mean, number one, I love Sumitra Chatterjee. I think he's just brilliant. And this is with the one exception of the weird laugh that he does a lot in this film, which oh. I find very jarring, although it's mentioned in the story, the kind of laugh, laughter comes up quite a bit for the main character. So like, maybe that's kind of his spin on that, but um, I just think he's perfect in many films, this one included. Right. Yeah. This is a very, what kind of a romantic film in a way. And I, you know, the whole like sensible office worker is lured by historical intrigue. Hi. (laughs) 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 So I think that, I think that that really speaks to me. I don't, I mean, I don't believe in ghosts. I would not do these things, but I also, I love the, the lure of history is very strong to me. And I find all this, you know, and when there's a scene where he, he decides to go get himself a Mughal outfit because that's how he wants, he wants to like knock down any barriers between them. So him being modern is one of, he said, like, maybe this is why she doesn't talk to me, I think is what he's thinking. And so he goes and gets this outfit and he's putting it on and he's talking to her about like, he's like, when are you from? Are you Mughal? Are you post Mughal? Are you Gupta? Like what's going on here? Right. <laughs> obviously not Gupta. Look at her. Like she's got the, the clothes. I don't know the name for the clothes, but they're clearly Mughal. Um, right. You know, but he, he's trying to figure out what does he know? And right. then what can he do based on what he knows, even though it doesn't make sense. And that's very, like, I, I, that resonates with me. I right. Um, but yeah, I just think, and, and the, I like this director. He's done other films that I like. And uh, Sanai, yeah, yeah. I just, I just think it's, uh, I think it's delightful. I, I think that if I had seen Lakin first, I might, I, I need to see it with subtitles. It's just so unfair I for know. me to say much of anything. Um, I, speak, I think especially in a film like this, where clearly the dialogue is going to be super important because of who's involved with creating it and everything. Yeah. Well, I watch lots of films without subtitles and, you know, I know I'm missing things, but this this one was especially hard. Um, the lyrics actually, like the songs mm, of Lakin are so sure. spectacular and the lyrics are written by Gulzar. And of course, if he's the lyricist and the movie director, he's going to like pour his heart and soul into it. And Surma Isham, which is like one of the most beautiful mm. surmai literally means like surma is the call that you put mm. in your eyes and so and sham is evening so it's like a coal lined mm. evening oh, so it's pretty. describing dusk mm. every line in that song is just it's so beautiful it's just so evocative and the lyrics um the song lyrics are just magnificent in this movie and just really kind of like heighten all of the the creepiness i do want to say so i liked the music in Lincoln, but for me, Lata is too old. Oh, <laughs> I really don't like her the way she sings at this point in her career. And I'm very sorry. I know that's a very unpopular opinion. I know she produced this film, but she just sounds warbly in a really bad way to me. And I don't. So that was very, that's a, that's an obstacle to me in a song mm-hmm. that was so dominated by her. Um, you know, I know, I know, and I'm, I won't apologize that that's my opinion, but I recognize that a lot of people don't feel this way, whatever. Right. Um, but I, I wish someone else had sung them, but I thought like musically as a song, I thought they were beautiful. And I, I am sorry, I missed the lyrics. That's really, I'm sure they were gorgeous. Yeah, it was actually so funny when um, I was taking like screenshots of both movies and I was like, ghostly meet cute. <laughs> And I just, I love for both of them, they are so unsettling and unsettled. So they remind me of Duvida in that way that oh, we just yeah. talked about, right? Like um, neither of these gets the Pahele treatment <laughs> at all. Right. You couldn't with a source called Hungry Stones, right? Like that's yeah. not going to end well. Um, but I, it was really cool to see how these two different versions came out of the same source, especially when the same source doesn't have an ending. So people created with, you know, created different things with it very, very much. Um, but that just the sort of, as soon as you get to the palace, stuff is weird. <laughs> and yeah. I appreciate in Kurito Pashan particularly, it's so economical in how it gets to that right away. Things are instantly strange. You don't understand, like no one understands really what's going on. Someone is leaping into frame yelling instantly, 
you know, and you, and again, like you're watching a Bengali movie, but the first words are in Hindi. Like, that's really interesting. Like, yeah, just a strange film. And, um, Lincoln takes a little longer to get going. It seems, yeah. but once again, once you get on that train and they meet, it's weird right away. And it's weird yeah. in such a compelling way. And especially when we talk about cinema's in which we watch a lot of formulaic films and enjoy mm-hmm. those formulas very much. Here's something doing something very different and it's very yeah. engaging. I think the other thing also that unsettles these male protagonists from the get-go is the fact that they are foreigners in this land. Right. Yes, very like much. For me, Niyogi is not from that little village in Rajasthan. Mm-hmm. He's going there for work. And neither is the tax collector. That right. Pashan is not even set in Bengal. So he's a Bengali tax collector in the middle of some North Indian land where they speak in Hindi and where the only Bengali person around happens to be the postmaster who befriends him. So you're already at at a disadvantage. You're the newcomer. You're the one who needs to like, A, do your job, but also figure out how to survive these like weird people and people who are in your way and like madmen leaping across the frames and like women tinkling in and out. It's like, how are you supposed to do your job, man? I often really like fish out of water stories, but usually they are done to show, here's what we can learn about each other, you know, and that there's no learning (laughs) here. (laughs) Nobody's got time for that. Ghosts have things to accomplish. They've got to save themselves, you know? Um, So that's, that's really fun. I hadn't thought about that. And you're totally right. That's a great point that these are, these are foreigners in a foreign land who don't have, um, and even the guidance that they do get isn't enough for whatever right. reason, right? which is kind of cool. And also whatever guidance you're getting, you can't just accept it at face value. You right. have to be like, okay, what's your agenda? Mm-hmm. You just, nothing is ever clear. You, you're yeah. not around, at least in Lakin, he has a friend already in Amjad Khan and Amjad Khan is very like voice of reason all the time, trying to pull him back and just mm-hmm. being like, you know, you're, you know, maybe you should take leave of absence, take medical leave, go back to your hometown. Cause like, you're clearly slipping into this morass and going crazy. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's just you doing crazy things. Um, okay. Did you have anything else to add? I would just encourage people to see both of these if they haven't. Um, Purita Pashan used to be on YouTube on the Angel Digital channel, which is a Bengali like DVD and production company. I, I think they used to have a ton of movies. I don't believe it's there anymore. So we watched it on Aintuzen.tv, which if you are outside India, you can do. And I believe if you don't have an account, you can just watch, but there are ads. But we got to see it without ads because we are subscribers. Um Lakin was very hard to find. And oh, I saw Lakin I on mean, YouTube. Yeah. And it Speaking didn't have subtitles. Of the print, those prints are terrible too. Both yeah. these films deserve a restoration. It would be really lovely to see um, fixed up versions of both of them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just encourage people to watch them. They're really good. Um, I have seen quite a few films based on Tagore stories, but if you have some favorites, um, maybe other than the Ray ones with, that everybody knows, uh, I'd love to hear about them because I I really like a lot of what I've seen done with his work. I've not read most of the originals at all, but I I this is you know a great source. Oh, um, did you notice that the costumes at Lake and were by Bhanu Thayya? Sure did. She's everywhere. <laughs> I also noticed, and this made me giggle a little bit, but Dimple's outfit in every scene is different. And I didn't know ghosts could do wardrobe changes because typically when you see ghosts in a movie, they wear that same outfit throughout. I mean, certainly in Kurito Bashan, she wore the same outfit throughout. But then when we see Dimple for the first time, she's in forest green chiffon. Then she's in indigo chiffon. Then in the sandstorm, she's in white. She's very monochromatic, but she's very different. And she has like silver jewelry and her jewelry keeps changing. And I was like, Bhadu Thayya was like, listen. If I'm doing the costumes, I'm going to do multiple. I'm not going to put her in just the one outfit. Sorry. My ghost Hung- is fashionable. Hungry Stones actually describes her outfit. Oh. And so I think the one in uh, Kudito Pashan is really, it's a pretty good, to my eye anyway, a pretty good you know, tie to what is being described of, okay. in the in the story, which was interesting because there's quite a few things in the short story that you're like, oh, that's where they got that. Oh, that's where they got that. There's mm-hmm. very, very direct references for such a short little thing that how long was that film? Two hours, maybe? Uh, Kujito Pashan was like one hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty short. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they really, I mean, both of these flesh out 
some very interesting bones in a really, in a really cool way. I just think, I think they're both wonderful and you should watch them. And I think that, oh, and I'll just say, we've talked a couple of times in this podcast already about the sort of exotic background of Rajasthan, right? And so here's another great example of it, but it's done in a very different way. Like it's, you know, obviously yeah. the story needs to be somewhere kind of rural, but other than yeah. that, but we replace hungry stones with hungry sand and the sand is really uh hungry sand dunes you know they are it is a threat in this in this film and that i think it's it's cool to see rajasthan used in that way because more often it is used i think as it is in paheli where it's sort of like fantastical pretty. And, and pretty and striking but not scary so it's cool to get to see so it have a different Character. You know what I love? I had a friend um, in Chicago, actually, who was from Rajasthan. And people who are from Rajasthan, they don't call themselves Rajasthani. The mm. rest of us call them that. But people from Rajasthan usually refer to themselves as Marwadi. Or, oh, and sure. they call their own land Marwad. And I once said, like, Marwad, like, that just sounds so interesting. And, he, and my friend goes, you know what that means, right? And I was like, no, why would I know what that means? So Mar is like, like Hindi for like killing someone like like from Ritu, right? Like Mar. Yeah. And so Mar Ward literally, and this is what he said. I don't know if he was yanking my chain, but I'm gonna Google it once we're done. But Marwad literally means like the land that like it's it's like it's dangerous. Like it's like a dangerous land. Yeah. So they they don't Ooh. think of yeah, I know, which I was like, what? Well, does that, like, does, who that does that? Does that feed into the Again, I'm I'm going based on films only, the stereotype that comes out in films of the Rajput warrior, right? Like the, yeah. you know, these are people who have swords on their walls and they're not afraid to use them kind of. Possibly. Kind of stereotype. But the, but the atmosphere, I mean, the, the, the region itself, the fact that you're like a civilization in the middle of a desert, yeah. the desert alone is capable of killing you. You don't Absolutely. even need a Rajput warrior right. with, like a, no. with a sword to behead you. No, you there's sand dunes, there's sandstorms, there's heat stroke, there's all these terrible things that could happen to you. So many, there's grumpy camels around every corner. Um, so there's also ghosts. Um, but yeah, he literally said it comes from the word Marwad. So it, I feel like People from Rajasthan probably don't glamorize their own land as much as the rest of us do. Because, you know, we just go there as tourists and we're there to have a good time. And they I don't think they have any kind of like rosy notions of what their own like homeland is like. Um, it is the freaking Thar Desert, for God's sake. <laughs> it is not for the faint of heart. It is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm really enjoying this thing where we take like, Two movies that are from the same yeah. source material and they're so different like I it just shows some... you how the brains are just like you know i hope there are some more that we can watch so if you know of any other than devdas as we've discussed or paranita <laughs> I, I don't really need to see that again anytime soon either but uh i've only know. seen the Seth and vidya paranita just fyi oh. yeah uh, there's certainly certainly more um, yeah how are there a lot i was only aware a of one more. other one okay. i think there's some pretty I'm pretty sure there's a Bengali one. I think, I feel like, I, okay. yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen that. Um, yeah, we would love to know more suggestions. And obviously mm -hmm. some of the detective novels fit into this that we could do, but um, that's a whole, that's a whole other thing that I love. By the way, there is a, uh, I'm told that there's finally a Bengali detective movie with a woman as the detective. Oh, they never get to be detectives. Right. <laughs> so that would be cool. Maybe that'd be a, a filmy lady we could discuss at some point if we can find that right. film with subtitles, because that's a challenge. <laughs> right. <laughs> but tell us, tell us, you know, if you know of some pairs of things coming from the same source material, that's a third thing, right? Like a book or a story that's gone or a play that's gone into these two different things. Tell us, we would love to do it because it is super fun to compare contrast and learn what we can from those differences. All right. Well, thank you for watching Fumi Ladies. We had a lot of fun talking about Kujito Fashan and Likin, and hopefully you enjoyed this episode as well. Um, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and we will be back next week. Bye. Bye.